Before I begin, let me caution you that this is an affair demanding the greatest secrecy and that I should most probably lose the position I now hold were it known that I confided it to anyone. Proceed, said I. Or not, said Dupin. Mm. Well then, I have received personal information from a very high quarter that a certain document of the last importance has been purloined from the royal apartments. The individual who purloined it is known. This beyond a doubt, he was seen to take it. It is known also that it still remains in his possession. How is this known? asked Dupin. It is clearly inferred, replied the prefect, from the nature of the document, and from the non-appearance of certain results which would at once arise from its passing out of the robber's possession, that is to say, from his employing it, as he must design in the end to employ it. Be a little more explicit, I said. Well, uh, I may venture so far as to say that uh, the paper gives its holder a certain... um, power in a a certain quarter, where such power is immensely valuable. The prefect was fond of the cant of diplomacy. Still, I do not quite understand, said Dupin. No? Well, um, the disclosure of the document to a third person, who shall be nameless, would bring in question the honor of a personage of most exalted station and this fact gives the holder of the document an ascendancy over the illustrious personage whose honor and peace are so jeopardized. But this ascendancy, I interposed, would depend upon the robber's knowledge of the loser's knowledge of the robber. Who would dare— The thief, said the prefect of police, is the minister who dares all things, those unbecoming as well as those becoming a man. The method of the theft was not less ingenious than bold. The document in question, a letter, to be frank, had been received by the personage robbed while alone in the royal boudoir. During its perusal, she was suddenly interrupted by the entrance of the other exalted personage, from whom especially it was her wish to conceal it. After a hurried and vain endeavor to thrust it in a drawer, she was forced to place it, open as it was, upon a table. The address, however, was uppermost, and the contents thus unexposed, the letter escaped notice. At this juncture enters the minister. His lynx eye immediately perceives the paper, recognizing the handwriting of the address, observes the confusion of the personage addressed, and fathoms her secret. After some business transactions, hurried through in his ordinary manner, he produces a letter somewhat similar to the one in question, opens it, pretends to read it, and then places it in close juxtaposition to the other. Again, he converses, for some fifteen minutes, upon the public affairs. At length, in taking leave, he takes also from the table the letter to which he has no claim. Its rightful owner saw, but of course dared not call attention to the act in the presence of the uh, third person who stood at her elbow. The minister decamped, leaving his own letter, of no importance, upon the table. "'Here, then,' said Dupin to me, "'you have precisely what you demand to make the ascendancy complete, the robber's knowledge of the loser's knowledge of the robber.' "'Yes,' replied the prefect, and the power thus attained has for some months been wielded for political purposes to a very dangerous extent. 
the personage robbed is more thoroughly convinced every day of the necessity of reclaiming her letter. But this, of course, cannot be done openly. In fine, driven to despair, she has committed the matter to me. Than whom, said Dupin, amid a perfect whirlwind of smoke, no more sagacious agent could, I suppose, be desired or even imagined. You flatter me, replied the prefect, but it is possible that some such opinion may have been entertained. It is clear, said I, as you observe, that the letter is still in the possession of the minister, since it is this possession, and not any employment of the letter, which bestows the power. With the employment, the power departs. True, said the prefect, and upon this condition I proceeded. My first care was to make a thorough search of the minister's residence, and here my chief embarrassment lay in the necessity of searching without his knowledge. Beyond all things, I have been warned of the danger which would result from giving him reason to...